0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Insatiable Lust for Sound and The Insatiable Lust for Life. We've got a very extraordinary episode for you today in a project that I'm starting up, which is kind of like a mini documentary on musicians and talent from all over the world. What we have today is something very special. It's set the standards for our show. And we have the Filomena Croce, who's an Italian singer and songwriter that's currently living in Rotterdam. Her career is incredible. I've been binging on videos the past few hours, and what a contrast. She's a master in music in jazz and pop voice at the RTZ Conservatorium, Swole. She performs with various duos and bands around the world in well-known theatres and clubs such as the Ariston Theatre in San Remo, Italy, Bico das Garrafas in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. The Royal festival, festival Hall and King's Place in London. I'm not even going to pronounce that next one in Amsterdam and Rotterdam. And she's performed at festivals such as the London Jazz Festival in the United Kingdom the Bremer Carnival in Germany, and, of course, what I've been really geeking out on is Tomorrowland in Belgium. In 2017, Philomena was chosen to represent the Conservatorium at the leading Dutch jazz network event in Jazz Festival in Rotterdam. In 2018, she represented the Netherlands at the Eurovox, which is the biggest conference for singers and voice teachers in Europe. And in 2019, she performed with multiple Grammy-winning orchestra the Metropole Orchestra at the Ziggo Dome Arena in Amsterdam. And hello, Philomena, I welcome you to the show. How are you?
1: Hello, hi. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. You?
0: I'm very good and kind of excited because when I first started this project in Sashable Loss for Sound, I didn't expect to receive any phone calls or interest in the show because it used to be like a DJ show and now I'm just exploring music and all of a sudden you walk in the door and set the bar for everyone that's coming through. It's like, hang on, we've got professionals here, people that have travelled the world to play music and sing. So tell us a little bit about yourself in the music, in that you do, what you do. So for those that don't know you, get to understand you.
1: Okay, that's always a quite special. a difficult question to answer because you know there are so many things that i could say about me and you never know where to start um but uh well as you also said before i'm an italian singer and songwriter um i've been living in the netherlands for five years actually over five years now um and yeah, I'm. I'm a master of music. Uh, I did my bachelor in Italy and then my master of music in the Netherlands. And, uh, I graduated in two thousand and eighteen, in January. Um, just a pop voice, uh, and well, I've just been traveling the world performing um, before and after that, and well, I've done yeah quite quite some things. Uh, performing. I'm also a teacher, Um, I have my own music school uh, in Rotterdam and I'm also a conservatorium teacher so I taught um, in Belgium in Bruges in 2019, Um, not anymore now but it was really really nice. Um, So I just like doing a lot, bunch of stuff uh, around music. Um, regarding my uh, genre of music, uh, well, I just, I, I, I like singing a lot of uh, different genres, from jazz to uh, world music. I've done a lot of Brazilian music, so bossa nova and samba mostly uh, Italian music Indian music even <laughs> uh, and then classical music and even EDM with tomorrowland so just a lot bunch of stuffs and uh, because I, I I think all these different kinds of music just represent my soul because I I think um, there is not just one single thing that can uh, represent me. I think I am a lot of things, so that's that's yeah. It, it reflects the same also in music.
2: I saw the.
0: Con- like, you know, you gave me the link to the YouTube channel, and I found how there was such an extraordinary contrast because it was like the song, forgive the way if I pronounce this incorrectly. Oh, it's don't worry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the song Jeune is it? The Cirque du Soleil
1: cover. Okay, I'm also a big fan of Cirque du Soleil, of course, and I wanted to uh, do one an homage. <laughs> and, uh, and- that's a fusion with modern music and Indian music because I'm interested in all those kinds.
0: So of is that Indian music or Arabic music? Because oh, the, Indian,
1: the, the Indian.
0: Ah, okay. Because I, to me, that strings reminded me of like the Arabic house music that I heard when I was in Egypt.
1: No, no. The it's it's an Indian uh, fusion because that show that that song comes from is Kusa. And yeah. it has uh, like the soundtrack, so what they play and what they sing, it's um, Indian inspired. So oh, wow. really amazing. Also, if you uh, watch the entire show, if you listen to the entire soundtrack, you realize that's uh, Indian. And um, there is also something um, that they sing in Hindi, not this particular song, but other things. There is something in Hindi, so that's Indian then. <laughs>
0: definitely yep, indeed.
1: Definitely Indian.
2: Definitely
0: Indian. <laughs> A few hours ago, I was watching the whole performance of Tomorrowland and I really was trying to leave that towards the end because it was like, there you are. Like, you can just see the big smile on your face as you're singing away going, there is this God on stage, there is Tiesto, there's Armin van Buren, there is... Everyone else oh, is you know, <laughs> and all of them and it's just like oh my gosh, there you are performing on stage with all this incredible great music that would be like a memory that's just constantly burned in your head. What was the experience like to have to be like in the pinnacle on like you're on stage in front of thousands of people performing like it would just feel like you're in heaven.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I was involved in two Tor- Tomorrowland events, and I don't remember how many people I was in front of in the first one in Tomorrowland, Belgium. Uh, but they were a lot. But I know uh, in the second uh, event, the um, the anniversary of uh, the 15th anniversary of Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland Our Story, that it was instead in uh, Amsterdam at the Ziggo Dome. Uh there were 17,000 people in one night and other 17,000 the other night so there were two nights. Um well I, I can just say that both of Tomorrowland, the to, both the events um they were like the the best moments of my life that I can remember that yeah, ones that bring the most joy, I think, to me. Yeah, because it it was like, yeah, I've been singing for 20 years now. So, and I had to, you know, face a lot of prejudice and a lot of, you know, difficulties. Um, and, you know, when I was there on stage, I was like, yeah, this was worth it. Everything I had to go through all this time, it was worth it in this very moment. So, yeah, listen, I, I, I cannot really describe it. It's just, I can, I, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh my God, it was so amazing. And especially the Tomorrowland Belgium, millions of people watched that show. A little bit like the streaming, a little bit on YouTube channels and everything, but millions of people watched it and like, yeah that's one of the best things I have ever done. And yeah, in, uh, in um, the anniversary of Tomorrowland, I, I was uh, supporting uh, like great names of EDM, of course, Tiesto so as we were saying, and before after Jack and Armin Van Buren uh, and, and more. Uh, so I was like, oh, oh my God, okay. and. Um, when I was having dinner before the, one of the two performances, uh, I was sitting like in front of Tiesto having dinner. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> it was amazing, uh, actually. Um, so uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice. I've, I've also had uh, other collaborations that were amazing, of course, but uh, this one was, really amazing. And, uh, I was, uh, singing with the metropol Orchestra. So Metropole Orchestra, um, mm-hmm. the, a Dutch orchestra, but it's well known around the world because they have won, um, several, uh, Grammy awards. So um, it, it was amazing for me to, uh, because they contacted me. So I was like, Grammy Awards winners are contacting me. So that was so amazing and yeah, it was just, yeah, just a dream uh, come true.
2: mas o que es? Oh, some me pem amor, presta atenção, oh mundo y umo y.
0: You used the word prejudice before. Yeah. <laughs> what was, so to go from, would you be able to explain some of these prejudices, like the, the prejudice, the experiences that you had and how you overcome them or like you persevered for them? Because it's like with the Insatiable Lust for Life, which we're going to have this on as well, is talking about how you've gone from, these prejudices and worked so hard to achieve a goal, and there you are on stage living the dream. That, like in the EDM industry, there I would see resumes of people going, I'm inspired by Tiesto, I'm inspired by Armin Van Buren, my music sounds like my Armin Van Buren, and you've, you can turn around and say, huh performed with Armin van Buren, performed with T- 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 so I was Like, yeah, I got this. I've been on stage with them. It's so good. You know, which just is like completely different because you've gone from, I mean, what are the prejudices that you've had? Because it, I know how like tough the music industry is.
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, um, there still are prejudices. <laughs> towards me and, well, my profession in general, but that I can hear to myself. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's not that they disappeared uh, after I I did Tomorrowland, after I did the London Jazz Festival multiple times. And I also worked uh, at the London Jazz Festival with uh, award winners. Um, So it it didn't disappear. It's still there. Uh, Of course, it's less people (laughs) now. Mm So, there are many more people that recognize, okay, she's done a lot. Um, but, but it is still present. Um, well, what, what can I say? It's, it's just, um, you know, people thinking uh, doing anything music related is not a real profession. Uh, I should do something else. No, you
0: should be a lawyer, you should be a doctor, you should be a housewife.
1: Yeah, anything else that doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with music. Uh, so, like, you feel like you have to prove yourself, uh, almost. But, but you know, like, with time, I uh, I learned that it's, it's not necessary to do that, to keep proving yourself, to, uh, to others, the important is that you prove something to yourself and not to others. I know what I'm doing and I know I'm good at what I'm doing. Uh, so yeah, to this is also like to other people that are in my same situations or um, maybe are at the beginning uh, at the, of their career. So that's even more difficult uh, to just ignore. Just ignore any like external uh, opinions and yeah, whatever people think, it's, it's the important is what you think of yourself, that, that's the most important thing. So if you think yourself that you're doing the right thing, then you just keep going, doing what you're doing.
0: It's really beautiful. So you're saying that you've, which was leading to the next question, it's, so you found your passion. You found, like I, I watched a movie on Disney last night called Soul and they call You Found Your Spark. You Found Your Spark. It was like something that just in, inspired that insatiable lust for life and sound and everything else that goes with it and you just kept following that passion. So... And that means that there is an inspiration. What is like, what did you start out as a, when did you realize to start following this dream 20 years ago of music?
1: Uh, so I was pretty young. <laughs> I was 10. Um, well, I, I, I don't know. It just, it just happened by chance at the beginning, I think. Uh, because I um, I went to uh, an audition for a choir. Um, it was a classical choir, and um, I just passed. <laughs> and I started singing with this choir. It was not very long with that one, it, exactly. Um, but then I just I just wanted to keep going uh with it i had uh, a few people that encouraged me to uh to continue um so i just decided, okay i'm not gonna stop so after that one i found another choir that was kind of um a church it was not that the church but it was like religious um music uh, mostly also not religious but mostly (laughs) religious music uh and then uh after the choir i started to uh study um like on my own at a school uh doing some competitions and stuff i i I just realized that i wanted to um to keep going with it and then i uh, after um high school i decided to uh do a, um, attend a bachelor um, in jazz voice here in Italy. Uh, yeah. Um, after I graduated then I was like, okay, I'm just leaving. <laughs> I'm just going somewhere else. And I started uh, traveling after uh, I worked at a hotel uh, as a singer uh, for like summer season. I was like, I was doing like, piano bar, like some musicals, a little bit of different stops. And I was like, it was my first experience. Um, not at home, (laughs) not being at home. (laughs) So I was like, I like this. So I was like, (laughs) I'm just going away after I graduated. Then I, uh, my bachelor I, I left and I went to the UK. I stayed there for, for some time. Um, then yeah, I, I attended workshops a little bit around. I went to Brazil, which was amazing too, to uh, Rio de Janeiro, and and then I uh, I started my uh, master of music in the Netherlands, and I I'm still there for now, <laughs> but uh, I uh, I finished, I graduated, uh, and then you know I started my school and meanwhile performing a lot. It's it's. So amazing! I've been performing with uh, conservatorium teachers, other conservatorium teachers. So, yeah, I've been doing <laughs> a lot of things and different festivals in Germany and uh, like I was in the London Jazz Festival too. Um, well, then Corona hit. <laughs> it was not like the best, of course, uh, because I well I. At the beginning of 2020, I could, you know, see my year uh, like ahead of me, different that, than how it actually went. Uh, I, I, well, I had planned, of course, performances and stuff, uh, and then they got cancelled, um, of course. Uh, but you know, I have to say, like these limitations, that's we all had, but talking about myself, um, brought, uh, newfound creativity. So like with, um, my vocal group, uh, we did like several online, uh, music videos, um, so I've done maybe like, uh, less performances than the previous years, but. What I've done, I think it was pretty cool. I recorded my EP, so that was also pretty cool. <laughs> um yeah, a bit different, but I think it's it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm doing well.
0: So you mentioned that during this COVID pandemic, where it's all about lockdowns and isolations and solitude, where it was also a great opportunity for newfound creativity to be explored. And here you are saying that there's this newfound creativity and you recorded your EP. So it's all of a sudden it's like you found the magic within the pandemic. What was the creativity that you explored? And tell us a little. And in the same question, tell us about the EP. Is the EP that you're releasing that's coming out very soon, as you're saying in March potentially? Is that connected to the creativity, or is there two different groups? And there's two different answers to this question.
1: Um. Well, I I already had some material ready before the pandemic, so I was I was ready to. do something about it even a little bit before, and actually, like, the pandemic uh, made things more difficult because I was supposed to start a little bit earlier, and then I couldn't <laughs> uh, anymore, and then I had to postpone a little bit. Um, but well with creativity, uh, I have a vocal group. That is, its name is uh, Voice Vocal Project. We are a a group of singers, and we had to, you know, think about what to do, uh, because we couldn't perform live. So we decided that it was uh, time to make some videos. And well, if, if you watch them, they are on, on, on YouTube, on Facebook, a bit everywhere. Um, they are pretty creative. <laughs> so we had to, you know, think uh, how to how to uh, keep going and without losing um, hope and without losing motivation and. But it, it, they are pretty cool. So I'm, I'm happy uh, about how it evolved.
0: It actually sounded really good. There was one video that had like heaps and heaps and heaps of like people performing. Was that one of the groups? Because it was all like different singers and coming in and... Um, okay. But because I remember watching a few of them. I think oh, that was the... Yeah, Okay. Oh, the Orfi Robinsons Virtual Jazz Club Band.
1: Oh, that one is for the London Jazz Festival that I uh, did this year. That was also a pretty cool thing that I've done (laughs) um, this year. Uh, Yeah, well, they contacted me and... uh, well, they gave me like five days <laughs> to do the job. I was like, what? <laughs> but it was really, cool. I, I took a few days more in the end, but <laughs> but <laughs> like, okay, we need this for this this day. It was five days. I, I, I do remember it. I had in my head five days. <laughs> so, um, but it was, it was really, uh, really cool. And uh, of course it's, it would have been better to be there in person to uh, play with these people like i've done before Um, not with this group in particular but like for the london jazz festival Um, but even at a distance it was it was pretty uh, funny to do and i was so happy about uh, the result when i watched it i watched the premiere online like Everyone else. <laughs> I was point, okay, the video is premiering this day at this hour, and I just went like, like in front of the television. I was like, okay, I will wait patiently <laughs> to watch this premiere, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I really loved it.
0: I've just got a train going past, so I just muted my microphone for a minute. We've just had another one, but we'll keep going. Uh,
1: don't so, worry, I cannot hear anything, so it's fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, that's great. So with the virtual jazz club, how did they organize it? Like did you all perform at the same time on the on Zoom or whatever technology they used to perform, or did you record your segment as a solo act and then send it through?
1: No, we recorded it uh, as a solo act. Uh, we had sheet music I was reading in that moment.
0: Was that sheet music you said, like, to ease? Sheet music? Sheet <laughs> <laughs> music,
1: like a paper, paper.
0: <laughs> You've got it.
1: <laughs> no, no, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. <laughs> sheet music. Um because I had well, a very uh, short time to uh, to prepare. Uh, well, it was also a very long <laughs> piece, so even if I had longer time, I would have read anyway, <laughs> much probably, um, even though usually I try to avoid uh, reading when I do like duo concerts um, or trio or whatever. <laughs> Um, So yeah, we recorded separately uh, because, well, Zoom is very, uh, it's it's not possible to do that on on, on Zoom because there are delays, so everything would come out very confusing and confused, (laughs) so that, no, that was not possible to do but so that's why i had you know so much like oh my god when before watching the premiere because i had no idea about what to expect (laughs) in the end i knew my part of course but i didn't know exactly how it was going to be
0: so you didn't know who you were singing with Hmm? so you didn't know who you were singing with you were just singing
1: I was—I knew about Orphy Robinson, which was the band yeah. leader. Of course, I knew about him, but uh, no, I didn't know about the other people. <laughs> I did—I didn't know who I was gonna perform with in the end. So I was, yeah, I was just really uh, excited, a little bit nervous before the premiere. Uh, yeah I just I just didn't have much idea of what was uh, gonna happen. I knew the song but uh, yeah it was an original song but I, I knew it because I prepared it. Um, yeah but I didn't know the rest. So it was, it was just a big surprise for me too. And I was, I was really happy about the results. It was probably even better than what I imagined, even though I didn't know what to imagine. <laughs> it was just a big surprise, a very good surprise.
0: So as I'm talking, I mean, we've demonstrated a few, we've got, we've got a collection of music that we've got of yours and we're going to uh, broadcast it and like demonstrate the different contrasts in your music and everything. And as we're talking, I'm noticing that, that, that passion and love for your art is coming through so beautifully and vibrantly. What inspires you when you are on stage and writing music and teaching like there's obviously this just, this is love that is just glowing in all your performances.
1: Thank you. Thanks. I'm, I'm really uh, glad and happy that you can see uh, my love for what I do. Uh, well, about inspiration, I, I, I don't know. There are so many things probably that inspire me according to what I'm doing exactly. Uh, when I'm teaching, um, I just um, want the best for my students. So I just put myself into it as much as I can uh, because I, what I really love about teaching is to see the progress uh, in the students. So I'm happy when I see them happy and when I see them uh, progress in, in what they're doing. Of course, sometimes it, it can be a bit difficult, but, but that's the process of learning, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but you know, every effort then in the end is worth it when when you see that they are uh, progressing. So that's that's what inspires me when I'm uh, teaching uh, students. Um, when I'm writing, which is something um, quite like uh, quite recent, not too recent, but um, yeah quite, <laughs> let's say, some <laughs> years. So it's it's not only years that I'm writing, and less. Um, but, um, well, I think I haven't started um, quite early to write because I was afraid of writing. Um, because I was afraid of, uh, you know, because what inspires me is is just my life and and my emotions, what I feel. So you are afraid sometimes to write down about your feelings and about uh, your life, basically, because my songs are uh, pretty personal. Um, Quite a lot personal, (laughs) actually. They're very personal. So um, it's difficult to do because you feel very vulnerable and, like people can see through you when you mm-hmm. uh, read my lyrics, well, not yet, but <laughs> in, the, in the coming months. <laughs> um, if you read my lyrics and if you listen to my songs, it's like that's Philomena, you know, that's just me. And it's like people can see through you like, an, an, I don't know, like an open book or, or something. And that's um, very difficult to do to expose yourself that way. So uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I was afraid uh, to do it before. But then of course, um, like with time, I took the courage <laughs> to do it and I just started uh, writing and I was just inspired by what I was feeling uh, in that moment and just putting myself into it.
2: It's
0: really interesting because it's like one thing that I know is that emotions are the language of the soul so here you are expressing your soul incomplete vulnerability and I understand like the documentation because you know there's just there's a few things that I've been experiencing and I had went through a journey of writing my own music now not to the same level as you it's all electronic music so I don't know how to play the piano I know how to I know what a c-note looks like on the sheet music and so I draw it in Ableton but I was documenting a whole entire journey through music creation and And sometimes it's like I think of a – like we're our own worst critic. But then when we look at other musicians such as like Eminem, which is one that's coming to mind, who who sang about his struggles in music and how he just – like he came from a very poor family. He read the dictionary because that was the only book and that's how he – and he grew from there. And that gift of vulnerability can actually be like – very cathartic or very healing for someone else because when we're looking at um, when we're in a like in a sad place, we'll listen to sad music. When we listen in a happy place, we will listen to happy music. And if we're feeling fantastic and want a good time, we go to Germany and hit their nightclubs. So there's always these like music is just so incredible. They're, like there's just no words. Incredible, heaven, beautiful. So and so with these new. Lyrics that you're writing—is this connected to your new EP that's coming through?
1: Um, can you repeat the questions? So? so,
0: with the with the lyrics that we're talking about, like exposing your um, the vulnerability and the emotions, is this connected with your new EP that's coming?
1: Yeah, yeah, my uh, EP is um, it is very personal, <laughs> so the lyrics that are um, in there. But um, yeah, I think. Um, they are the expression of a like personal uh, growth, a journey of personal growth that I've been doing um, in the last years and I thought this was the right time for it uh, to come out. It, it is it is very personal um, some with some melancholic... Uh, ballads, and uh, some, also some catchy pop tunes, but, uh, but it is very personal. Um, but I'm, I'm really happy about it. And um, of course, that's my own story, what I write about. But um, what I hope for the people that will listen to it is that um, they will give um, to the songs also their own meaning. So as also I, I do like listening to other artists' music. I listen to it, of course. They might have another meaning for the person who wrote it, but then they had a special meaning for me uh, about my life and about my stuff. So that I could I could see myself into it. So I I hope uh, that also people will listen to the songs and uh, also give their own. Uh, interpretation to the story. So it's not only my story anymore, but it's also like other people's story in the end. That that would be really uh, cool.
0: I think. I'm sure that it's one definitely a shared experience with many. Yeah. Usually, I mean, usually when you find a song that you love and then it's telling your story, you're sharing that story and you're having that shared experience with them. I mean, that's what you know, the beauty of Curve, it's about it's a global shared experience. And, you know, you turn on the news, you know exactly what it's like. I mean, but, you know, when it comes to music, it's definitely there. So this is a question that I've been dying to ask. And I might make this a routine question because it's something that I've, I've been pondering on lately. I, I love to ponder. I love to think. I love to have deep thoughts. So the question that I've got is like, you've written not only just the lyrics to your own music, you've written the music as well. Yeah. So as an artist, how do you go from writing a sentence or a paragraph or a verse or a chorus and then writing music to it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, But what I'm happy about, my EP, is also that it's my own project. So I did everything. Of course, other people played, (laughs) uh, like guitar and everything. But I'm the one that wrote uh, all the pieces. Um, Well, I I think... Well, not I think. it Actually, it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That... um, well, that process that you are talking about, like transforming lyrics to uh, music, um, it, it actually depends on the song, because with each song it's different. Like with one song I started with the lyrics, with another song I started with the melody, with another song I started with the chords. So it's, it's not um, a process that's it's unique for everything. For all, 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 of them, all the songs, but it's yeah, it just it changes like according to uh, which song it is and um, with what I'm feeling in that moment. Um, so, for example, there is a song um, in, in between them, and that started with the lyrics because I I just uh, lost a loved one, and of course. What came first were the lyrics um, on it and then I just, you know, sat on the piano and I I just started to play anything, (laughs) actually something And, and in the end it came out, that was actually the song I took like the shortest to write, less than two days. Um, in the end, for the other side, took longer, um, but yeah, it's just a process. That's, it, it just it depends uh, on
2: the song.
0: When I'm listening to music, I see, I hear all these different layers into the song. You've got the vocalist, you have the piano. You have some very interesting sounds. How do you pick and choose what feel you want to go into the song? Like the layers, such as I want a xylophone, I want a flute here. Like when you're writing a song, do you go, oh, I'd love to have this instrument here and this is what I can do with it and I'll write these notes or how does that work?
1: Uh, I'm not, I- I'm, I'm very emotional a very a very emotional writer so I don't really think of the different instruments beforehand. So once the song is over, let's say like the chords, the melody and the lyrics are there, then I decide what to do. I that's not something I decide before. Yeah. So once it is finished and kind of finished, so like the basics are there, uh I I can you now maybe just play it on the piano a little bit and just just thinking of it and yeah, I just think of, of um, like how it would sound in the end. So that's just a mental process <laughs> that it's there once everything is, uh, is like the basics are done. I, I just start thinking, okay, how could could it be nice? And then just Things come to mind. It's it's not like a very logical process, at least for me. And of course, it can vary from person to person. But uh, for me, it's just, yeah, I imagine what could be uh, good um, on it, how it would be in the end. So I'm thinking, okay, this one is only voice and piano. Because I think, like, for how the lyrics are, uh, it's I think, okay, this is going to be very intimate. So I think only piano and voice would be nice, but it's something that happens later. Instead with another song that can be like more empowering and like much more like a catchy, like kind of hit thing. Then I think, okay, we need a full band here. We need it because it's an empowering song. We need some strength. We need something that gives some, you know, power and some movements to it. So then I think, okay, the full band is gonna be. So yeah, but it's a pretty cool uh, process. It just happens a little bit unconsciously, I think.
0: Like more of a intuitive guidance as you're just flowing with the creation because you've got because all of a sudden in February you've. You've birthed this brand new creation into this world.
1: Yeah, it's like my baby. (laughs) I don't have (laughs) babies, but my baby is going to be my uh, EP. It's going to be pretty cool.
0: So have you started your second one yet?
1: No, not yet. Not yet. Like one (laughs) thing at a time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm like
1: like a person that... Uh, kind of things ahead I like to think ahead it's not always good sometimes it is sometimes it's not (laughs) but but not not yet about another EP I still have to uh, you know let this one (laughs) into this world and then and then we'll see
0: okay so I'll give you a week after the second uh, so on the first of March I'll message you saying how's your second EP going (laughs)
1: Oh, well, maybe a little bit later than the 1st of March, but then you can absolutely ask me.
0: <laughs> so how long did this EP take to create from the moment of inspiration that you're, you're going to do this, you're going to record, to March it's going to be released, or February I should say, sorry. How long did the whole process take you?
1: Uh, well, it depends on when you start uh, Thinking the process started. Um, yeah. Well, regarding the songs, uh, I started writing the first song for this EP over three years ago. <laughs> so it was a long uh, process, even though uh, when I um, wrote that first song, um, I was not thinking of the EP yet. So it was not. Uh, born in my mind. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it, it was just a song. Um, and it, it actually was um, a project for school because I, I didn't graduate my master yet. Yeah. And, uh, they asked me uh, to write a song and yeah, then this is the song that is going <laughs> to come out uh, in my EP. So it's, yeah, I started quite some time ago, um, but when I decided that I wanted to actually uh, record the EP and make it become an EP, I don't know anymore, like one year, one year and a half, or yeah, I don't know exactly.
0: So on a list, like your resume is filled with amazing and incredible achievements, and now being a released music artist, published music artist is another achievement on your list, another checkbox checked.
1: Yes, thank you. I, I just thought this is the time to do this. Like I, I've, I've sung uh, a lot of uh, other um, artists' um, songs before and I was like, this is the time for my own music to come out
0: and that sounds like we should be drinking champagne right now <laughs> celebrating
1: yeah well when the, the pick will come out for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but then, and then we get straight into the second one that's right first of March I'll send, my, send that SMS reminder now yeah so I mean we're almost in, we're gonna wrap up because I'm gonna put you know playing m- music as well and there's just so many questions, more questions that I want to ask. It's like the career, the inspiration. We've covered a lot already and we've got the EP and now I've just gone blank on what question I, was, I had in my mind. That's correct. So with 2021, are there more any like concerts tentatively planned yet? Any festivals? Are we going to see you on the world stage? Are we going to see you on TV?
1: Um, well... The only thing I can uh, actually talk about right now is my EP. Uh, okay. Because, um, well, uh, like I was saying before, I am a person that l- likes to think ahead. So I've been thinking ahead about <laughs> what to do. Of course,
2: yep. I have
1: my plans in my mm-hmm. head, but not only in my head, I- I'm, I'm actually like really planning, talking to people. Um, mm-hmm. but I cannot share them yet. It's, <gasps> it's, it's, a secret for now. Okay. It's not like a trick or something. <laughs> I really like, cannot share it yet. It's, um, it's going to be something uh, pretty big if it's going to happen. So until I have you no, know, like a real confirmation of everything. I cannot share it yet.
0: So when you have the real confirmation and it's happened, we can get you back on and we'll, then you can share it.
1: Oh, for sure. It's going to be like, I, it's, I, I I am filled with enthusiasm <laughs> about, because it's actually like three things. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a lot. And if it's going to happen and it's going to be great, of course, I will have a lot to talk about. About it, so yeah, I've, I've been thinking for like the entire twenty twenty one already in my head <laughs> and talk people uh, organizing uh, stuffs. But uh, yeah, it's it's something so big that I cannot share it yet.
0: <laughs> Ooh, so, it sounds exciting. We need drum rolls right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> but the EP is, be... is
1: something that's gonna happen in twenty twenty one, and I yeah, of course. Um, so say about is the EP. Even-
0: is the EP going to be released on all digital platforms like Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, yeah. or? Yeah. yeah, all
1: digital platforms. Not not physical. It's not. I'm not gonna, you know, print or you know doing that stuff. But yep. all digital stuff. Yes, digital platforms.
0: Okay, so what I'll be doing is we're going to be. I'll put the links your profile so people can find you yeah. and collaborate with you because I'm sure you know you can see that you love collaboration I mean to have your incredible voice on their music productions would be fantastic
1: yeah but I, I think uh, that you know doing stuff together it's a strength so together you're much stronger than on your own that's what I really believe so that's why I love collaborations I like to just Play with other people and sing with other singers,
0: and share that insatiable lust for sound.
1: Yeah, I don't think that that's something uh, you should do completely on your own. I know I people that are very, you know, competitive. I, I don't feel like I am competitive. <laughs> so, of course, you, you you want to shine, but um, I don't think that shining yourself means like put other people in the dark i've seen other artists doing that and i I, i'm not like that so that's why i like collaboration because i like to shine together that's much better i think
0: that's extraordinary that's beautiful really beautiful Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to end this up here now and I thank you so very much for tuning in to the Insatiable Lust for Sound. I thank you so very much, Philomena Croce, for coming on and sharing your story and the creation and what you've experienced in the music and that sharing that passion and love and your wisdom. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us?
1: Uh, Well, I just... I don't know, I just want to thank you for for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have this opportunity. I've never been to Australia, I hope I will, <laughs> like in one of my my journeys, my trips. I'm happy nice to be
0: here. Australia is a very beautiful country, a very big country, and right now it's very hot.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's very hot. That's nice because here it's winter. So
0: nice. we we are known for having a white Christmas of dandruff and sunscreen.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thank you very much for, for coming on coming along. As I said, the links are below in the show notes so people can find you and uh, explore your music and we've also got the music on the show and we thank you very much for coming and coming for joining in, and we look forward. We're definitely going to get you back. So, you got more news to share. Yeah, yeah, in
1: 2021.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay, thank you very much. This is Stephen North, and you've tuned in to the Insatiable Lust for Life and the Insatiable Lust for Ooh. Sound. Ooh. Ciao for now.